Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Countercultural Sermon Series. Countercultural is a study of the Beatitudes and explores our call to be different. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Well, good morning, everybody. We're in this series called Countercultural. We're studying the Beatitudes. They can be found in Matthew chapter 5. We're going to look at the last Beatitude today, and it goes this way. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Sounds like fun, huh? You know, think of this one through just for a second. We're in this room. Everybody knows it. It's wide open. Uh, Our services are advertised. We're in here of our own free will. We can worship freely as we choose to in this country. We don't know persecution. There are kids over in next door learning about Jesus by their free will, by their parents' free will. We are in this place, in this country, in this time when we can do that. And, uh, you know, as we dig into this today, I want to be cautious because, you know, in, in the evangelical church, For evangelical Christians, there's a certain allure um, to say that they are persecuted here in in America. And while on one hand, I I don't want to disparage someone's experience, I think Christians in this country have to admit that, that unfair treatment, any unfair treatment that we feel that we've experienced because of our faith in Jesus pales in comparison to what Christians experience today, even right now in in places like the Middle East and in Asia. So we're going to talk about persecution today. We're going to talk about what Jesus says. And and as we saw already, Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted. The apostle Paul, following on Jesus' footsteps, said this. He wrote, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So that's what we know scripture says and i want to just share with you an opening illustration that will help us sort of grapple with this idea of of persecution that that we really don't know much about here but this is an actual document from a, a mission organization in the east in south asia and the christian leaders in this organization ask questions to new believers who are considering being baptized. Because, you know, baptism is supposed to be a public proclamation of your faith in Jesus Christ. So when Christians are, are done, it's done in public. It's not done in secret. And the country that this ministry works in is predominantly Hindu, but it's been growing. Uh, Christianity has been growing there in popularity. And these are the following seven questions uh, that serve as a reality check for new followers of Jesus. But honestly, serve as a reality check for us about Christians around the world who take their lives in their own hands when they are public about their faith. They're going to be on the screen behind you. Are you willing to leave home and lose the blessing of your father? Now, this is a culture where your father's blessing is huge. Are you willing to lose your job? Are you willing to go to the village and to those who persecute you and forgive them and share the love of Christ with them? Are you willing to give an offering to the Lord? 
Are you willing to be beaten rather than deny your faith? Are you willing to go to prison? Are you willing to die for Jesus? I share that with you because we need to know what our Christian brothers and sisters in other countries face, what the cost is to follow Jesus. It's sobering. I also share that with you to sort of level set what persecution looks like. It's my personal belief, as I've already shared, that in this country we face, we don't face persecution. We may face intolerance, but we really don't face persecution like that. But according to Jesus' words, we need to be prepared to face whatever comes our way as a follower of Jesus. So let's think about this. As a Christian who follows Jesus Christ and, who, and as Christians who live like Jesus wants us to live, uh, we need to recognize that Jesus' message is a selfless kind of love, to love God and to love people. And his message includes salvation is only found through him, not through any other religion uh, that uh, we're supposed to follow him. So because of that message, because of his selflessness, people have hated Jesus and they still hate him because of his teaching. Uh, they recognize that what Jesus stands for and what he, what he teaches threatens their way of life. It threatens their power. It threatens their comfort. It threatens their livelihood. So Jesus said, listen, I'm the only way to God. It's not through religious behavior of doing these things and not doing those things. It's rather through a relationship with God that only comes through faith in Jesus. So as the Son of God, he challenged the powerful and the status quo. And he does that wherever we live, whether it's in the United States or, or in any of these places that persecute Christians in ways that we don't know. Let's turn to this beatitude and sort of unpack what it says. When you read that beatitude, here's the first thing that you need to understand. Jesus is saying, you need to be prepared to be hated. We don't think about being hated um, but we need to prepare for it. So in the Gospel of John, Jesus said this to his disciples. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates us. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted, persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will, trust, will treat you the way, this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my Father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. That's pretty straightforward. But there's a very important qualification in there. We can expect to be hated because we belong to Jesus and not to the world. If we belong to Jesus, we'll be hated because we stand for what he stands for, because we follow him, because we believe that he is the only way to heaven and we follow his teachings. 
So if you're a follower of Jesus, you need to understand this. You will face contempt and hatred. But we have to qualify this a little bit. You know, as followers of Jesus Christ, sometimes in our flesh, we can do things that hurt other people's feelings. So here's the deal. If you face persecution because you're difficult, because you're obnoxious, because you're a jerk, that's not persecution. All right. If you face persecution because you're a faithful follower of Jesus, that, that's persecution. That's hatred. So we have to recognize that sometimes we can just be obnoxious and say people are persecuting us, and they're really doing it because they're just pushing back on our obnoxiousness. But we need to recognize that as followers of Jesus who align ourselves with him, we can expect to be hated. But, but Scripture doesn't end there. It says not only can you expect to be hated, it says you can expect to be persecuted. Now, remember the beatitude. It said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because of Christ's righteousness in us, not because of any righteousness of our own. Then Jesus continues, and this is what he says in verse 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So Jesus defines persecution, that it looks what it looks like. He, he qualifies, though, that persecution comes because of him, because of our allegiance to him. He says, you will experience this because of me, because you're following Jesus, because we've invited him into our lives, that he's, we've invited him into our hearts. And he says, if Jesus is your Lord, if he's the leader of your life and you live for him, you can expect to experience this. Now, here's an interesting observation. Scripture tells us as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to be witnesses for him. In the book of Acts, for instance, chapter 1, verse 8, it says that um, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses to all the world. Now, if you go into the original language that was written in, you'll discover that the word for witness is the word martus. If we transliterate that from, English, from Greek to English, it's the English word martyr. So when you're a witness for Jesus, the original language is, says, is the word martyr. So it's not then far for us to understand that those who witness for Jesus can expect to be persecuted or worse. In fact, the word is translated as martyr a couple of times in Scripture. For instance, when Stephen was stoned to death as the first Christian martyr. So there's this idea that we can expect, that we can expect to face persecution. And we're in good company, Jesus says, just like the prophets of old who stood for God and his ways were persecuted. So, you can expect to be hated. You can expect to be persecuted. But here's the good news. Not only should you prepare for those things, you should prepare for the kingdom. Now, now let me be clear here, though. Being hated and being persecuted because of Jesus does not give you entrance into heaven. That comes through faith in Jesus Christ. But when you are genuinely hated and persecuted because you're following Jesus, because he's the Lord of your life, then you understand that you're being a faithful follower, follower of him. 
The early church understood this. In the book of Acts, we read that they said this to the followers of Jesus. They said, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Now, again, those hardships don't qualify you for entrance, but it's the fact that you've aligned yourself with Jesus. You're not of the world. You're a Christian who believes in Jesus. You've invited him into your life. You're in the world, but not of the world. You're his follower. And you can expect to go through hardships as his follower. But as his follower, you can expect it too, that you will enter the kingdom of heaven. The Apostle James said it this way, a little bit longer. He said, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that it may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test of time, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. James says trials and persecutions are a tool that God can use to strengthen us and mature us in our faith. He used those reality of those trials to tell those believers, James did, that they're blessed, that they'll receive the, the crown of life, eternal life through faith in him. They don't get it from persecution and hatred, but they get it from faithfulness, receiving Jesus as their Lord. So Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, so how do we deal with this? What, what would be some next steps for followers of Christ? Here's the first thing that I want to say to you as followers of Christ who can expect to be hated because you're a follower of Jesus, expect to experience persecution, and who expect to enter the kingdom of God, not because of that, but because of your faithfulness. In the midst of hatred or persecution as a, as a follower of Jesus, I would tell you this, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Joshua, the leader of the Israelites after Moses, if you read the book of Joshua time and time again, he says to the Israelites who have crossed over into the promised land or who are facing persecution from all these people, he says, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. So brothers and sisters, be strong and courageous because God is with you when people hate you, when people persecute you. Here's the second step I would tell you. Check your own behavior. Make sure that if you're experiencing hatred or persecution, that it's not because of you. It's not because of your bad behavior, but it's because you're being faithful to Jesus. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So ask yourself, am I living in a way that's, that's all for the glory of God or, or am I just doing what I want to do and not caring what people think? We have to ask ourselves, am I doing what I'm doing for the glory of God? Here's the third thing, and Jesus said this. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Wow, that's challenging. Think of your enemies right now. Jesus commands us to love them. If you feel like you're being persecuted, you're called to pray for them. In fact, in the Gospel of Luke, 
there's more detail to this command. Jesus says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt for them. Give to anyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. And then he closes. Do to others as you would have them do to you. We call that the golden rule. But the golden rule comes at the end of a teaching of how to handle people who hate you and persecute you. You're supposed to treat them the way you wish they would treat you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Speaking of prayer, here's the, the final thing that we need to do. We, we've talked about persecuted Christians around the world. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for strength for them. We need to pray for relief. We need to pray for deliverance. There's a ministry some of you may be familiar with. It's called Voice of the Martyrs. They challenge Christians around the world to pray for the persecuted. In fact, today is the day where they ask specifically the church to pray for persecuted Christians. Just to help us really understand what persecution looks like, we're going to show you a video from Voice of the Martyrs. They have many more videos. I would encourage you to check them out. But, but I would encourage you to watch this right now and see what it's like to be a Christian in the country of Pakistan. We need to pray for followers of Jesus who experience things like that and worse. Uh, I would encourage you to go to the Voice of the Martyrs website. Uh, the first one is persecution.com. Their second one is icommittopray.com. And pray for brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, when Voice of the Martyrs talks to persecuted Christians, the one thing that people request who are persecuted all the time is pray for us. Pray for us. We can do that. Let me share with you just one closing thought about blessed are those who are persecuted. When it comes to persecution for Christians, I think this story best sums it up. Before World War II, Dr. Turner, who was the pastor to the American church in Berlin, Germany, went to visit with the aging parents of Pastor Martin Niemöller. He was a pastor who had defied Hitler, and he spent many months in the concentration camps. When the visit was over, they stood at the door talking, and Niemöller's father said, when you go back to America, pastor, do not let anyone pity the father and mother of Martin Niemöller. Only pity any follower of Christ who does not know the joy that is set before those who endure the cross, despising the shame. Yes, it's a terrible thing to have a son in a concentration camp, and my wife and I know that personally. But there would be something more terrible if God had needed a faithful martyr and our son, Martin, had been unwilling. You see, that's the gist of what Jesus is saying to us about persecution. Persecution is a terrible thing, but unfaithfulness to Jesus is far worse. I want to close in prayer, and as I do, I want to pray for us that, that we will be aware of brothers and sisters around the world who need our prayers, who are persecuting daily, and that 
God will give us the courage to be faithful despite whatever persecution we may experience. So if you would, bow your heads. Father, we thank you for your love for us, your care for us, that you desire for us to follow you faithfully and obediently. And Lord, we confess that we really haven't experienced persecution about what we saw on that video from Voice of the Martyrs. But we pray, Lord, that we would be found faithful if and when we do. And Lord, we think about, we think about our brothers and sisters around the world who are imprisoned, who are oppressed, who are beaten, who are killed. Worse, Lord, we pray for their strength, for their courage. We pray for their deliverance. We pray for their relief. Lord, we pray that that as Christians who experience freedom to worship where and how we want, Lord, that we can make a difference, that we can do whatever it takes to help them and support them and find freedom for them. So Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, every man, woman, boy, and girl in here, that you would put on our hearts how we can give our time and prayer for them, how we can can support them and lift them up. And Lord, we pray that you would answer those prayers, that you would deliver them, and that they would find freedom from whatever is oppressing them. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.